Hi, listeners of Zdenex English Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. In this one, I'll be talking about reporting verbs, but before I plunge into it, before I dive into it, before I embark on a journey of um, whatever, I have to say that I am really glad to see you are still alive and kicking. I mean, I assume you haven't died from the coronavirus. You're still listening to this, aren't you? Unless you have died... I, I, I mean, unless you died during the introduction, during the first few seconds of this, you are probably still alive. Wouldn't that be horrible, a horrible death to die... Uh, during the first few seconds of listening to Zdenex English podcast. That would be a bit ridiculous, wouldn't it? I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, in this time, I am kind of prone to making silly jokes and um, being a, a bit sarcastic, ironic. Uh, basically, dark humor is something I um, turn to these days because what else can you do, really? I mean, you could start crying and panicking and uh, stocking up on things and like toilet paper and stuff. I mean, it's, I feel like it's, it's just too much this, you know. I think we need to, we need to take care of ourselves, of course. We need to be careful. We need to follow the orders of our governments and stuff. But at the end of the day, we, we also need to live our lives, you know. We need to keep going. We can't just give up. We can't just self-isolate and do nothing that's impossible we need to earn money we need to keep the economy going this is not going anywhere i mean i'm probably not an expert here so that's the disclaimer anyway before i start talking about reporting verbs which is supposed to be the topic of this episode not supposed to it is the topic of this episode to sound a bit stronger i wanted to um, I wanted to fix a few things that sort of cropped up in the previous episodes. When I say things, I mean in the previous episode, by the way. But when I say things, I mean errors, mistakes, really. And the reason for, for them was because I was a bit rusty. I hadn't, I hadn't had an opportunity to record the next English podcast for a while because of several issues really and um, I felt like publishing interviews more than the monologues and episodes in which I teach you something and that's probably the reason I have gone a bit rusty and um, so that was not a surprise it was not a surprise that I made a lot of mistakes and the fact that I didn't edit it at all you know what I thought I would do was to ask the fixer the fixer for help but to be honest um he didn't really say much to me other than because he has been infected with the coronavirus can you believe that no well uh the fixer if you don't know who who i'm talking about or what i'm talking about rather because it's a robot well it's my alter ego and uh, this is the one when I start sort of like doubting myself and when I correct myself a lot because of the mistakes I make and the one that 
kind of wants me to be perfect when I speak English, but it's sort of like it's not really helping me go up. It's pulling me down. And that's what one of my listeners suggested. And he said, I should put the fixer back into the box and um, basically kill it. Yeah, that's what he was suggesting. Uh, because it's making it's only making me insecure and self-conscious and uh, not something I need, really. He's probably right. So that's why I decided to infect the, uh, the fixer with the coronavirus. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, because you can easily do that to robots, right? So no fixer today. Instead, I'm going to go through the mistakes I made or, or some clarifications that had to happen uh, one by one in my own way uh, without the fixer, okay? So number one thing I need to speak about is the sound quality in the previous episode. There was too much of fiddling going on in that episode and that led to or resulted in a rather disrupted, disruptive sound. Um, I know one of my listeners actually in the past suggested that uh, she likes when um, there is a bit of background noise in the episode. But what she meant was... Um, what she meant was like when I'm recording in a restaurant or something like that. Uh, so it's like a natural background noise. In this case, though, I thought it was rather unnecessary. And I honestly have no clue why I was behaving in such an unprofessional way. But what I can tell you is that I will make amends. I will um, try to get better next time because this is absolutely unacceptable, right? Um, yeah, anyway, that's so that's out of the way. Uh, now, I'm under no illusion that I haven't spotted all my errors yet. I've, I've written them down, I've listened to this recording once, to be honest, it was twice, okay, let, let me be <laughs> clear. But I think I haven't probably identified everything. Saying that, I think I managed to find the most blatant and glaring ones, the, the most blatant and glaring mistakes. So hopefully um, it will be a satis satisfying uh, result. Uh, or there will be a satisfying result, rather. Okay, so number one, uh, I said vent out emotions in the episode. And then I sort of started Googling and, and reading up on this. And I... It turns, I, um, I wanted to say it turns out, but I can also say I found out that it's better to say to vent your frustrations, to vent your feelings, to vent your anger. It turns out to be more natural than vent out emotions. So it's just like I, I compared the searches and the, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? My mind has just gone blank. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Um, come on, help me out here. Yeah, I've got, I've got it, listeners. It's the number of entries. It turns out that the number of entries, um, when you put into the search, vent out, plus emotions, is way smaller than the number of entries to do with the collocation of vent plus a noun, as in event your feelings and so on. So, yeah, that there you go. Um, number two is 
arguably the biggest mistake I made in the entire recording, or the one that I'm kind of ashamed of, because I know I can do better than that, and I know I don't really say it that much these days. I used to say it a lot. Uh, let me get to the point, right? To arrive to. Arrive, right, is a, is a verb meaning to, to come, and um, it's not used with the preposition to. It should never be used with that. And my direct translation from my language would be with to, so that's why it naturally jumps in whenever I want to say it, but it's an error. These days I don't really say it that much. The correction should be to arrive in or to arrive at. Um, I was talking about something like... What was I saying? You might not have too many people to talk to, to which might happen to the same who has just uh, blah blah blah. Don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so it has to be to arrive in or to arrive at. Uh, when you talk about a city like London or Paris or, or in Istanbul, you arrive in also a country. So you arrive in Germany, you arrive in Italy, and so on. To arrive at would be used uh, with a place such as uh, like a smaller place as a building or, or an airport or a station or something like that. You arrive at an airport. Okay, right. Number three. I said not everything in England, not everything here in England is up the roses. And I've checked this one and it seems uh, that I should say, or I should have said, not everything here in England has come up the roses or has been coming up the roses. That's the idiom, to come up the roses, not to be up the roses. Sometimes with idioms you have to take a risk. I did take a risk, I knew this idiom, but wasn't sure exactly which verb goes with it. And it should be the verb to come, it's not used with go, so to come up the roses. Okay, um, the next one, it's not necessarily a mistake, but it could be, depends, right? I said it's impossible to avoid grammar these days, is it? So it's a question tag, which is positive, and I use the positive question tag after a, after a positive statement, which, according to grammar, is only okay in special cases. Normally, if you use a positive statement, you should use a negative question tag, and if you use a negative statement, you should use a positive question tag. I hope it's making sense to you, by the way. But there's a special case if you want to express surprise or interest or special interest or some sort of other reaction, you can actually use positive question tag to a positive statement. That's what I did. Uh, I didn't think about it really at the time, but I think it's it's okay. I think I, I think I'm justified using it there. But I just wanted to make this clear. And then I've said, imagine you've got you've just lost your wallet. Well, it should be wallet. It's the w sound, not the sound. Sometimes I have a problem with this one because in my language we don't really have w sound. So it's natural for me to just slip into that the sound. So I would say something like Vive and Volit. I know the Germans, I know the Germans do this too. And it happens to me personally sometimes. It's it's stupid because I always know when it happens, but it's too late to to correct yourself sometimes, you know. So 
Anyway, it's a silly mistake. It's a pronunciation slip. Now, imagine what his eyes must have looked like. He cried his eyes out. Not literally, that might have hurt. So I said that might have hurt. I think it's probably better to, it would probably have been better to use that might hurt because I don't know. It just feels more natural there. It's we're talking about did um, uh, verbs of deduction, yeah. So I think it's better to use present uh, present deduction, not the past modal. But hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it again, I might be a bit too harsh on myself there. Anyway, sing a single chick at the bar. Uh, you can have a go at her. I wasn't sure if whether I, I should use, whether I could use go, have a go at at her, or or whether I have to use have a go with her. And it turns out that I was actually right with my first guess. So you can say to have a go at someone. It has it has the meaning of sort of criticizing someone or, or start shouting when you start shouting at someone, but also you can have a go at something, meaning you try, okay, so I guess I didn't have to use with her, have a go with her, besides I didn't really find it online anywhere to have a go with someone, so it should probably be to have a go at someone, this is a British English expression by the way. Now number 12 is an idiom like water of ducks, I said like water of ducks back, which means when somebody criticizes you or, or somebody tells you off or something, it has absolutely no effect on you. It's it's like it doesn't really affect you in any way. Um, but I made a mistake because you should say like water off a of a duck's back. So that that, that is a there's an in, indefinite article there. Like water off a duck's back doesn't really roll off my tongue that that well. So. I need to get used to using this one, like like water of a duck's back, like like water of a duck's back. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of those idioms that need an article, and you really do need to get it right. Otherwise, you're making a mistake. Okay. Um, then I don't know why, but I was not sure whether you can use the the phrase to keep face, and indeed you can. It means to maintain your dignity, respect uh, among your peers, or something like that. So it was the opposite of to lose face, and I, I, I sort of like uh, staggered at one point, and I wasn't sure wh whether it's correct or not. So it is correct. I've checked it, and it's fine. Okay. Um, then I said something like. Mm, I was speaking about trains, toy trains, and I said, you love building the trails. What I meant was tracks, the train tracks, you know, the, the metal things that are underground and that the train goes along, actually. <laughs> I, I, I said trails, but I meant tracks. Okay, so that was a slip. Um, then there was a stupid one when I said, um, I think, I said, it still feel like it could be something to do with memory and I don't know why but I forgot about the S 
because after it you need feels right it still feels like i said it still feel like for some reason stupid one um happens it happens to the best of us doesn't it yep and then when i was talking about that boy that likes trains uh, i said he goes bananas in such place so i should have really said in such a place so another mistake in in an article as you can see it's um quite a common sight uh, to to make a mistake in articles that's quite that's something that happens to me quite often again it's because we don't really have articles in uh, my native tongue it's a slavic language and we don't do articles so it's a pain in the neck for us to learn to use articles properly um, yeah, uh, and the last thing I wanted to mention was um, when I uh, it was the I think the very last sentence I said write down some examples and say it out loud. Obviously, I should have said say them out loud because I was referring to the example, so it has to be a plural pronoun, not a singular pronoun. Okay, okay. So I've probably made more mistakes than before. And uh, now I should do another self-correction episode, but I'm not gonna. The reason I did it this time was because, to be honest, I had some material on reported speech which I had already used in the classroom, and it was quite short. And I thought, mm, it, this wouldn't do for uh, an episode. I need more stuff. How do I extend it? And then I thought I might as well correct the mistakes I made in the previous episodes because by that time I'd already known that there were some mistakes and they should be addressed. So hopefully I managed to address them. The ones that I made in this introduction will, will just have to be uncorrected. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You get what you pay for and most of you don't really pay anything, right? Most of you just listen to the next English podcast for free. It's a free podcast, so why wouldn't you? So, you know. Okay, moving on. Um, what are the reporting verbs? So, uh, reporting verbs are verbs that report what other people have said. It's really as simple as this. It's not rocket science. They're often taught alongside or together with verb patterns. And that's how I was teaching this grammar to my class, to my upper intermediate class last week. Um, it's quite tricky grammar, this, these verb patterns, you know. It's, it's when you have a verb and you want to use another verb after that uh, in a clause, should you use ing, should you use the infinitive with to, or should you use a bare infinitive? Not, not the animal bear, not a ooh, not that one. Don't know if a bear does ooh. I think a bear goes something like, oh, yeah, I think that's better. Not really, but, you know, who cares, okay? I'm not an animal sound expert here. Right, so, um, what happens is that you have to know a few verbs, which are reporting verbs. At this level, uh, considering you're able to listen to the next English podcast, most of you are probably at an upper intermediate level, I assume, or higher. Uh, you could be an intermediate student, in which case you, you could still find these um, verbs useful. Just be careful, uh, because 
if uh, you want to use a negative sentence, make the infinitive or the gerund, the ing, negative. Okay, so for example, you could say something like, I agreed not to do it. And in case of the gerund, it goes before the gerund, before the ing. So I enjoy not watching the news these days. Not, uh, I enjoy watching not the news. Nobody would say that, would they? No, not really. Okay, so, um, it's, it's true that some of the reporting verbs can be followed by a that structure, that clause structure. For example, the verbs like agree, deny, promise, regret, and admit. Uh, for example, um, he denied that he had stolen the sanitizer hand gel. Yeah. Um, so basically, in this case, uh, you have to follow the reported speech rule. So you might actually open a can of worms if you go for the that clause. Uh, you could be opening a Pandora box. But um, anyway, so that's it for the explanation of what the reporting verbs are. Now, what's going to happen now is that I will play you the recording I made for my students, which features uh, an interesting task. First, I'll go through the reporting verbs. I will dictate them to you. I'll be asking you to write them down. And then the, the actual exercise follows. All right. Speak to you soon. You've been listening to Zdenex English Podcast, a podcast with less change than anyone would expect. May I have your attention, everyone? Please follow the following instructions as follows. Take a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, if you don't have a pen. Anything that you can use for writing, really. You can use your blood. Yes, you could write in your blood. But that, that could be a bit unhygienic. Just use a pen, preferably. And... Um, make a list of the following verbs. You ready? Let's do this. Deny. Remind. Advise. Regret. Warn. Are you following? Is this too fast for you? Don't write that, please. Just the verbs, okay? Convince. Persuade, admit, refuse, apologize. All right, all right, I'm slowing down. What? Oh, you wanted me to repeat those verbs. Sure, sure. Admit, refuse, apologize, insist, accuse, promise. Offer. No, 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 I didn't fall asleep. I'm just um, slowing down for you. I'm being nice, okay? Take it easy. Suggest. And the last one is... Can you guess? Starts with B. Ends with E. Blame. That's the one. Okay, so you've got all these verbs... 
And what you need to do is to use these verbs in the uh, following exercise, okay? You don't know what the exercise is yet, but you will have to be using these verbs that you've just written down. Okay, I'm gonna give you about 20 seconds to check the spelling in pairs. Well, if you're alone, then um, just use a dictionary. What? Are you saying this is not enough time for you to check your dictionary? Well then, I don't really know. Ask your teacher. Oh, by the way, you have only five seconds left now. Sorry about that. Okay, I'm glad you've checked your spelling. Now don't forget, some of these verbs are followed by ing. Some of these verbs need the infinitive with to. And some of these verbs also need uh, a person, right? Like as in indirect object. Also, some of these verbs need a preposition. Okay? So keep that in mind. And hopefully you will be able to successfully do this exercise. Again, I would be happy if you do it in pairs. If you are alone, I guess you should join one of the pairs. Okay? So... I'm going to give you a situation, all right? A situation. And then I would like you to use one of the verbs you've written down to make a sentence about this situation. It's 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 a sentence that will sum up uh, or summarize the main point of the situation, okay? I should probably give you an example. So, for example, you could say um, I don't really know what kind of example I should tell you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? Ha! There you go. I've just given you an example. You can use the word... You can use the verb apologize to, to make a sentence about me. And the sentence would be something like... And first, before you say it, I'd like you to discuss it with your partner. I'm going to give you about 20 seconds to come up with a sentence like that. So the sentence about me is Zdenek apologized for not having any ideas or Zdenek apologized for not being able to come up with an example or something like that, okay? So I use the verb apologize plus preposition plus ing. Notice that if... Uh, we want to use a negative verb, uh, a verb in negative, um, following the, the one of the verbs you've written down, then you have to use uh, the word not before, before the verb, okay? So Zdenek apologized for not giving us any examples, okay? Not giving us. All right, anyway, I think, I think everything is clear by now. So... I'll just leave it to you. Here we go. Example number one. No, it's not. It's no longer an example. Sorry about that. It's just the situation number one. Okay. And by by the way, because I always forget the number of the situation. From now on, I'm just gonna say situation because it doesn't really need to be numbered. Okay. Right. I hope you don't mind. Let's go. I didn't do it. I, I didn't kill the teacher. You've got the wrong guy. 
Let me go, you bastards! It wasn't me! He denied killing the teacher. Hi, Anna Clara. Believe it or not, but I forgot to feed the chickens again. Yeah, I did. Can you believe it? Alright, alright. I'll do it the first thing in the morning. But, listen. What if I forget? Can you just kind of, like, tell me? Please. Can you, like, just tell me if I forget, okay? Please do that. Anna Clara, remind me to feed the chickens, please. Okay, Victor, listen. If you really want to cheat during the exam, you should put something in the teacher's tea, right? To make him fall asleep. This is the best advice I, uh, I can come up with at the moment. This is the best thing to do, trust me. He advised Victor to put something in the teacher's tea to make him fall asleep. I can't believe it! I killed my best mate! Why did I do that? My best friend! Oh no! He regrets murdering her best friend. He? No, she. She regrets murdering her best friend. Don't go inside that cave. It's full of little poisonous spiders. Just stay right here or you die there in an agonizing death. Alright? It's a warning. She warned him not to go inside the cave. So you see, I, I didn't want to go to the party because I, 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 I hate people. I, ca I can't stand them, in fact. I, I, I know I'm a bit socially awkward and all that, but, you know... And then, and then, Joya came to me and she, you know, she started... She started talking to me and she was like, yeah, you should come, you know, it will be fun and all that. Basically, she made me come to the party. I said, look, uh, you, no, 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 not I. She said, look, Zdenek, you're going, full stop. So I went. Joya convinced me, or persuaded, persuaded me, to go to the party, to go to the party, excuse me, or as British people say, party. Yes, yes, it was me. I stole your hamster. I, I felt so lonely, so, yeah. I had to do this, you know. Um, I I needed someone 
something or, you know, anyway, I did it. She admitted stealing the hamster. Right, so I, I wanted to have a date with Catalina, but she said no. I think it was a good idea, but she just turned me down. Catalina refused to have a date with me. I am terribly sorry. I should have never kissed you, Danny. I thought you might like me. I was wrong, and I'm sorry for that. Please accept my humble apology. She apologized for kissing Danny. Hi, um, I'm Anna, but call me Christina, please. Alright, no problem, Anna. Like I said, call me Christina. Are you deaf? She insisted, she insisted on being called Christina. That's a tough one, because there is also passive. She did it. It's pretty obvious. She did it. She, she. We know you robbed the bank. We found your DNA. We accused Shishi of robbing the bank. Sir, this is the last time I didn't bring my homework. It won't ever happen again. I won't ever forget my homework again. He promised not to forget not to forget his homework again. I have got some nice feel-happy pills for you. What's your name? Fatma? Nice to meet you, Fatma. So, five boxes for ten pounds? He offered Fatma... Hang on. Let me say that again. He offered to sell Fatma some nice, feel-happy pills. Hi, I am your new teacher. Let's play some games here. How about that? I am pretty sure you are all tired of using this old book of ours. Let's do this. The teacher suggested playing some games. Um, give me a second. Elif and Salih stole my new English file, third edition. Not me, it was Elif and Salih.
write the names down, okay? It was New English File, third edition, upper intermediate book. They are the ones, trust me. It wasn't me, it was them. He blamed Alif and Salih for stealing the book. All right, that's it. How did you do? I hope you enjoyed this activity. Let me know if you want me to do something like this in the future. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.